Welcome to episode 140 of the Black in Fashion podcast. Guys, I cannot believe I'm at 140. I feel like I say this every time I hit like another like 10 episodes, but I was like looking back at when I first started the podcast and I started this podcast in 2018, which means that it'll be five years this year that I've been doing this stuff consistently. So that's crazy to me, but I thought it would be great for episode 140 for me to just go over like some current things that's like just going on throughout. I can say it's going on in the fashion industry. You know, I like to share my experiences and I like sharing my experiences because I think that they can help other people. And then um, also just give you a little bit of perspective of an entrepreneur that is going, what they go through on a day to day. Now, I feel like in Instagram and, and, you know, we always talk about all the great things about being an entrepreneur and I like to keep it a G. Okay, it is not what it's cracked up to be all the time. You know, sometimes I'm just like, why the hell won't I just go get a nine to five? Now, currently in my business and my multiple business and stuff like that, I do know that we are coming upon our slow season. So our slow seasons, you know, is usually the summer months, which I feel like a lot of businesses tend to kind of slow down in the fashion in the summer. I don't know why, but it's just, I, I do know why, because people aren't shopping as much. So they're spending their money on vacations. They're spending their money on outings. They're not spending that money. And people aren't necessarily investing in the summer months because they're too busy, you know, you know, you know, using the, you know, that grind season money to, you know, hang out in the summertime. So business is just slow. So because I know that, I know that I need to supplement that income because the last two years I've seen the same trend. So for me, I'm like, okay, what can I do to make sure that I'm earning money in the summer months? So to me, because business is slow, oh, I can get like a little part-time or like a little temporary job or whatever uh, in the fashion, of course, um, because I have a long fashion resume and I could just do that for the summer months. So, you know, I'm going on Indeed and I'm like looking for jobs or whatever and I'm coming across, you know, everything within my field. So production coordinator, production manager, production director, so I'm applying for these jobs. So I had an interview on Monday and in my mind is like, damn, I interviewed for no place and no wow. It's been at least over like I interviewed for somewhere a little while back when business was slow. And I, but this I want to say this was at the end of 2021. So it's definitely been about a year. It's a change that I've had with the interview process. And it's weird to me because I hire people, you know. So when I'm interviewing and I think about the way that I interview people versus the way someone interviews me is interesting. I found that my ass is very spicy in the interview because I couldn't, I didn't understand the questions that he was asking. And to me, I ain't gonna say I understand, I didn't understand them. I understood them, but them goddamn questions was stupid, okay? So let me just tell y'all real quick because this shit is funny to me. So I go to this interview with this company uh, for a production manager position. And um, mind you, uh, I'm in a I'm in a room with two people, both of Cauc- both Caucasian, a, a male and a female. One is the owner of the company, the other one's like the VP or whatever. So sit down, they have my resume in front of them. So they literally like tried to question me on my resume. So they was like, you were at LC Apparel Consulting, and y'all know when I interview for someone, I don't tell people that I own LC because it's frightening for business owners. I tell people that I work there and that I'm a production director because technically I am an employee of my business. So it ain't a huge lab, but it's a little bit of fear. So I said, I've been there. And then they started like trying to ask me about the years I was in other places. They're like, so you were here from this time to this time. Then you were at um, PPI group from this time to this time. Then you were at this one. But mind you, they asked me about the dates when the goddamn dates is right in front of them on the resume. So I guess this is their way of trying to check to see whether I lied on my resume or not. 
And I line on my resume, like, this is what I've done, and this is my work history. So basically, after this white man has went through every single one, like, so you were here from here, from here to here, you were here to here, you were here to here, you were here to here. He's like, do you see what the problem is with your resume? I'm like, ain't no problem with my resume. And I said it just like that. I was like, there's no problem with my resume. I didn't want it to be like, I don't think there's a problem because then that's me doubting myself. So I literally was like, there is no problem with my resume. And then he's like, well, you haven't stayed anywhere for a long time. And I'm like, and why should I? <laughs> and then he's like, you haven't found anywhere as a home. And I'm just like, but why should I? So my explanation to this, I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm like, I don't think that that's a, you know, appropriate question to ask someone. And I literally say like, I'm on a hiring end and not just for LC Apparel Consultant, but I've been on a hiring end with most of my positions because I've always been in positions of leadership. So outside of working my, on my own place, I've hired people when I worked in retail, I was a retail manager. When I worked in um, product development for like a luxury brand, I was hiring manager. I hired my assistants and stuff like that. So I know how to interview and I know how to hire people. And I don't think I've ever asked anyone why they were only at a certain place for a certain amount of time because why the hell does that matter? So this is my simple philosophy when it comes to that. First off, life changes. People change, people's life changes all the time. You could have been, you know, with your husband or with your boyfriend and then y'all was splitting the bills and then y'all broke up and now you living on your own. So with whatever job you at, if they not paying enough, you're gonna look for something that pays more. Or you gotta move, let's say you switch states. I moved from Chicago to New York. So of course I have to switch jobs. So. I don't think that's an accurate question to ask someone because when someone's life changes, what they need from their career and their day-to-day -day also changes. So that's my that was my first point, which I had to say to him. My second point was, I was just like, um, if COVID didn't teach us nothing, it taught us that having loyalty to companies for long periods of time means absolutely nothing because we have people who have been on their jobs 20, 30 years getting laid off. Every single company you have ever worked for, I guarantee you they are at will and uh, at will employer, meaning that they can fire you at any time. So if you can fire me at any time, why can't I leave at any time? So that's the part to me that I was just like, what? So I'm never going to be loyal to a company because at the end of the day, my, my my loyalty is to myself. And I also mentioned to this white man, I was just like, you know, I hear all the time about how people don't like their jobs and then they don't like this and then they're, you know, being stagnant at work or not doing their job because they're unmotivated to be there. So quit. You would rather be unhappy every single day for the sake of saying I've been at this place for this amount of time. No, that does not make sense. That to me is mental. That's a mental illness. Like, I'm sorry. Like, why would I go somewhere and I'm spending, you spend, you know, a lot more time at work with your coworkers than you spend at home. When you spend at home, you sleeping, you doing other stuff. Like, you spend a lot of time at work. So why would you not want to be in an environment where you're happy and you want to be there and you're motivated to be there and motivated beyond just to check? So why would I stay somewhere if I don't want to be there? If I get there and it's not challenging or I get there and maybe I've had a dis, I don't maybe mesh well with the other employees and I feel uncomfortable there, I'm supposed to stay there just because I want my resume to say that I've been somewhere for a longer period of time. And then he said, now on the flip side, if someone stays in a place for too long, you're wondering why they haven't grown. Exactly. And I'm like, exactly. So that's why I don't think that that's a fair or accurate question to ask anyone that you are trying to bring on the team. And also, in the interview process, it's a two-way street. Just like you are looking for the best employee, I'm looking for the best employer. So on the flip side, so since you want to know why I haven't um, stayed at a, a place for a certain amount of time, I said, what's your turnover rate? 
You know this white man. This is a man who owned a company. Owned a company. I asked this man what his turnover rate was. He asked me what's that. They go to problem right there because you don't even know what turnover means. Turnover means your your retention to your employees. If you're constantly hiring, constantly hiring, it's something wrong with you. Okay, because if your retention, um, if your turnover rate was really, really low, you probably wouldn't even be hired for this position right now. So while you're interviewing someone and trying to, you know, check them on why they should not have so many things on their resume and you don't even know what your turnover rate is in your company was preposterous. And then I went ahead and asked lady, I said, well, how long you been here? She said, I've been here for 23 years. I'm like, why, and why you been here so long? Like, what do you like about this company? And she's like, well, it's a family company. That's the only reason? Well, I'm not your family. And you're also supposed to be here to impress me too, to make me want to be an employee. So if I'm not family and I'm asking you, why do you enjoy working here? I expect a better answer than it's a family company. When I tell y'all, I literally chuckled and laughed. And the lady was just like, yeah, well, you were our first interview, so we'll let you know. I, I literally was just like, you don't have to let me know because in all honesty, I would never work for a company like this. You have an amazing day, ma'am. And I walked out. Like, what the hell? That is crazy. And I don't think that I was being too spicy, but I'm a realist. And realistically, none of that actually made sense to me. So <laughs> I just thought it was funny. But um, I'm... I know that I do need to supplement my income and I'm, you know, I'm going to look and continue to look for something that fits me personally. I have um, two interviews, an uh, interview coming up that I'm really excited about is a teaching position, which is more up my alley anyway. But I say all that to say that when you're going through this interview process, and, and I'm talking about any industry, not just fashion, make sure that you are also asking the right questions too. And if someone offends you in an interview, it's okay to speak up because sometimes the person doing the interview has no HR sense whatsoever. And if the HR person would have been in the room, they probably would have been like, what the hell? Or the company just sucks on the HR end, you know? So it's okay to, you know, have it be a, a two-way street. I'm never nervous in an interview. I never feel any type of way in an interview. Like, it's a regular conversation. And if it feels more of, like, an aggressive conversation and, like, a like someone, like, ha like really honing, I ain't going to say honing in on you, but what's the right word? But, like, really pressuring you in any way, that ain't the right company. I don't care at all. Like, I don't care because at the end of the day, the way they come across in the interview process and the way they are as a company are one and the same. And if there was a red flag then, there's always going to be a red flag. But as an entrepreneur, if you want to maintain your entrepreneurship too, you also got to know when to pivot and you got to also know when to humble yourself. You know, I've had, you know, a lot of different challenges financially within the business just because it, it is what it is. You know, we have a lot of clients, but then we get clients that don't pay. We get clients that want to file chargebacks. We get clients that, uh, you know, just bit off more than they can chew. And there's nothing I can do about that. My business is not a um it's not essential like you know you're gonna pay your rent and you're gonna pay your bills before you pay me or whatever and I, t I totally get that but what that does is put me in a position to either have to you know go get a part-time job or do something else and that's okay you know I'm 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 secure enough with myself that I'm okay with going to work for somebody else temporarily until I get back to where I want to be I don't give a damn about having something on my resume for three months I probably won't put it on there at all because it's just for me to make sure I have you know some income coming in over the months where I know that we're a little bit slower so I hope that that story like helped someone. I thought it was interesting, you know, and I just like to share my experiences because I always feel like they can help others as well. Um, but yeah, just know when to pivot as an entrepreneur, know when like you need to 
retain and then taking loan money. And of course, that's also an option for capital is getting loans. But it's just like you're just adding to the debt that you already have, you know, and then you are probably going to have to pay a higher interest rate and stuff like that. So not all the times is loans like the best part, you know, a good idea to go for it. And then most business owners already have loans that they're paying back. So then you take out another loan to pay that loan back. And I'm just that's not what I want to do. Like I want to earn money and I want to make sure that I continue to pay, you know, all of my operation expenses as well as like my personal expenses and my payroll without pulling myself more into debt, you know? So, and that only will come from actually working and, you know, of course I will do classes and workshops and stuff like that, but I also don't want to take on a whole bunch of more clients and then increase our workload so much that we're falling behind. And then that affects our productivity and our reputation as a business. So, um, that's all just something to think about, you know, as entrepreneurs with money is low, it's nothing wrong with getting a part-time job, a contract job, a temporary job. Don't feel no type of way about being in entrepreneurship and then having to go and supplement your income in another way. It don't matter. Money is green. Work is work. It is what it is, you know? So as long as you have a plan and a, you know, and an out game, you know, if you end up liking it and you stand there, figure out a way to make it work for you, work part-time, but do what you got to do to sustain and, you know, stay positive. And of course, keep filling out those grant applications. I did get one recently, which I'm very, very happy about, but to me, it don't even scratch the surface of like what I need. I'm, I'm thankful for, for it and I'm going to use it towards the business and make sure that my employees are paid first. But for myself, it's just like, I got to be able to support my personal, you know, my personal life as well and my personal expenses. So um, happy Wednesday, everyone. Um, and um, I hope you guys enjoyed this quick little just like story time of like interviewing and like pivoting um, when you need to and just being confident and um, being humble when it's time to pivot and not waiting too far um, where you got to stop selling or stop working in your business completely or give it up because you didn't make the decision beforehand to pivot when you needed to. So um, you guys have an amazing day, and I hope that this is helpful. If you're reading this, on, if you listen to this on your way to work or you're working on something right now, I hope it was inspiration and motivational because that's what I stand for. So on that note, guys, I will see you guys on episode 141. Um, peace out, and like I always say, stay black. <laughs> Bye.